think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. It's Dave here, and we're live at the two-minute warning. I've got Jonas in the green room and more guys to to join us shortly. <laughs> but first, let's hit the rolling. Welcome to Vikings First and Skulls, live at the two-minute warning. Next. So what's everybody thinking so far? Have the Vikings shot themselves in the foot? Or are they in prime position to steal this game? Hey, Jonas, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh... My personal season ended last week, and uh, With a today victory. I had like yes, and today I had like first day off uh, since July, I think. Uh, uh-huh. So uh, it was kind of uh, an easy day for me until the Vikings started playing. <laughs> like, always, as always, I need to get tweet out real quick and. Uh, Tell us what you think so far. Uh, I think when everybody was talking about this game, everybody imagined it just like it went down. It had to be this way. It had to be chaotic. It had to be. It had to have so many funny moments on both sides. It it, it was destined to be this way, and uh, nobody should be surprised about that. And yeah, uh, it's it's been that way, and right now it looks like it's going uh, the Chargers' way, but it had to be expected like that. 
Yeah. It's frustrating, at least on my end, to watch this game. They have a... We didn't want it this close. We wanted a blowout. That's never going to happen. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yeah, but that doesn't stop us from wanting it. And another completion. More completions. More completions. Damn. Tweet is out. Of course, it didn't pull everything up as normal. All right, here we go. 157 left, third and 10. Boom, complete. Just shy of the first down. This is what I'm seeing. Are you ahead of me? Probably. Nope, I'm not. Oh, okay. Uh, it's. I think as I mentioned it uh, in our first episode, I'm only ahead if it's broadcasted in actual German TV. If it's not, okay. uh, then I'm just going to use the Game Pass stream, and that's, I think, a couple seconds behind. Uh, so, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm just going to spoil things when uh, the Vikings are shown at on TV. And on live. Yeah. Right now, they, they haven't been. Fourth and one. The Chargers are going for it. Come on, defense. If we ever need to stop, it's now. And Merlin's adding his voice. Come on, defense. Let's go. Man in motion. Ball snapped. Hand off. Stopped. Stopped. He didn't make it. Woohoo. He didn't make it. Should be turnover on downs. Yes. Whoa. Vikings get another chance. They've got to score seven. I absolutely did not expect them to snap that. Oh, I was thinking it was your mom's birthday, Mateo, but it's uh, at least your mom's team's good putting up 70 today. Who's your mom's team? Dolphins, probably. I, I haven't looked at scores. I don't know. They have, I don't know the live score, but it was like 35 to something on, on halftime, and like they were blowing out the Broncos like nothing. Wow. And here comes the man, myth, the legend, Justin Day. <laughs> Justin, how are you doing? Wow. Buddy? Well, they got I a first on that. Said. We should no longer even try to expect oh, we got the first. We got a the blowout first. anymore. We should just expect that the Vikings are always going to be in a game, uh-huh. even though they make it harder on themselves, <laughs> even though. They have opportunity upon opportunity to not be in this position, but that was a gutsy call to go yes, for it. it. Was. Yes, it was. Now, having said that, uh, this offense, you can't be false starting. You can't be holding. You've got to execute. Are they going to review the spot of this? Is that why we're delayed here? I don't know. I don't have the volume up. 
I would assume yeah, so. I, oh, they are, they are review they are reviewing the spot of the ball because take look at that. I, it was a little closer than it ended up being, but you know, having said that, this team, I guess the the easiest way to say it is this team just is what it is. It's you can't get out of its own way. It cannot get out of its own way. Cold stands. All right, so called, the Vikings called have uphill. We got a shot. Mateo, I just look 70 burger over the yeah, Broncos Miami. so far. My gosh. 70 to 20. Broncos ball. Now, I, I'm on my phone. I can't look at it without killing the feed here. The okay. Packers just took the lead. What, are they still up on the Saints, or are the Saints Hold finally going to do something? To Snap. Fake handoff. Cousins drops. Throws. Oh, damn it. Just. Touching Osborne's fingertips, what would have been a touchdown. Uh, when it comes to ah. the Packers, when I looked at it before, they were down like 17 nothing. They're up 18. Yeah, they were 17. up 18 to 17. Oh, my gosh. Almost a botched handoff from Cousins to Madison. Loss of two, and it's now third down already. Third? I got second. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm ahead of you. It'll be about third and 13. And Mateo says the Packers came back and won. That, that game's over? Huh? Yeah, they were up 17 nothing going into the... Yeah. Cousins back to pass, under pressure, steps around, heaves it away into the end. Oh, my gosh. Flag on the play. I'm watching it now. Jefferson is down. (sighs) Jefferson is down. Oh, no. And he's... Addison was... All right, the penalty is against the Chargers, so it's a first down for the Vikings, but the trainers are on the field. (sighs) Oh, no. Not good. Hands to the face, illegal hands to the face, Chargers. Non-contact. I mean, he was... Non-contact? And, of course, you know, uh, uh, Samuel gets the tip and Jordan Addison can't bring it in Uh like uh, like their guy did. Mm -hmm. Shit. And 64,000 people have their hands on their heads because obviously, well, it's Justin Jefferson, but yes, it looks like an ankle thing. I don't know. Hopefully it's just a stub toe. So it's not the knee. Uh-uh-uh. Crowd with a JJ chance. All right. All right, he's on his feet. Good. He's limping off on his own power, so we'll see if he uh, is able to get back in after a play or two. But 
Uh, the Vikings get the first down with that penalty, so 55 seconds left. The trainers were pushing forward on his toes with his. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. It might have just been a. Or maybe just a cramp. Who knows? But. All right, here we go. Yeah, he's drinking like crazy. Cousins so. back to pass. Over the middle. Oh, Hawkinson nearly got decapitated. Hawkinson is now down. He took a shot. Seriously. You are pl almost play ahead of me. No. Same here. Do you want me to hold back? No. Or no, 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 no. Okay. No, 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 no. I want you to call. <sighs> bang, bang, play. Nothing dirty about that. That's just football. Um, yeah. I'm seeing it now. That's, that's an absolute hospital ball by Kirk. <laughs> They're showing a replay here. And that was a good play by the defender. He actually undercut him under his uh -huh. uh, under his Letters. left arm a little bit as to not just uh square shot him in the back. All right. So All right. just for the for the record here. Because the Vikings were out of timeouts and there was an injury timeout, they are assessed a five-yard penalty. So it is now second and 15. Great. Uh, Jefferson's still on the sideline, by the way. No, and no, here we go. Two. Snap Cousins. They rush four. Quick out to the sideline. Complete. Five-yard gain to Prowl, um, Brandon Prohl. So that should put it at third and ten. Third and ten, yes. Five-yard gain. They got out. All right, Jefferson back in. We need seven. We need six. All right, okay. so they are fish. They said it was a cramp, so he, he should be all right. Hawkinson back in as well. Third and ten from the 20. We'll find out. Chargers showing blitz. Addison in motion. Chargers back out. Cousins in the pockets, got time, takes the check down to Hawkinson for five yards. It's now fourth and five at the 15. Watching it here, Hawk. I don't know if Hawk was thrown to at all beyond the sticks today or beyond 10 yards. Well, that first one on that first drive where he lost it on a fumble definitely was. And there was one in the True. third quarter where he was, and then that play a moment ago where he got hurt, he was. But all right, forty-two seconds left. Play cock down to nine. Chargers rush four. Cousins back to pass on over the middle of the Hawkinson caught first down at the six-yard line. Thirty-four seconds left. Vikings running to the line. Here we go. Damn. Here we go. Damn! 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 Vikings taking way too much time here. Just like at the end of the first half, you had an opportunity to spike the ball and kill a down. All right, 18 seconds left. Cousins back to pass. Decent time. Into the end zone. Up in the air and intercepted. It bounced off of TJ Hawkinson. It hit another Chargers defender. Chargers collect the ball. Game is over. Seven seconds left officially. One kneel down. T Damn. 
Vikings lose. Vikings lose here in seven seconds. 28-24 will be your final. Yay. Vikings start 0-3 on the 2023 season. And, oh, yeah, he secured that ball. That's an interception. And great. I was hoping it might have hit the ground. <laughs> we all do. Aye. Once again, you know, here's the deal. Kirk, in the first quarter that Hawkinson fumbled on, threw it right between the eight and the seven. Mm-hmm. And he ultimately got the ball stripped. On this one, he threw it a touch behind him because, you know, I don't know if he was trying to keep the defender from decapitating him, but that forced Hawkinson to not be able to box out the defender. The defender reached in, raked his arms, and uh, that's the ball game. All right, I'm going to go to the studio. I'll be back in a minute. Okay. Clifford says, Tank, it's over for the season. Clifford, fire sale. Should we tank, Jonas? Uh, I mean... We're two games back <laughs> after three. Thing is, uh, I don't know how, how many times this has to be said. There's no such thing. It just doesn't happen. Players are not going to tank. Uh, and yeah, I could see, and I said that repeatedly, that the Vikings might sell a few uh, contracts that uh, that are running out after the season. Anyway, if they get to like two and six ahead uh, of the trade deadline, yes, they might do that. But uh, they got to get two of those players to agree to it. Both Cousins and Daniil Hunter are on no trade clauses, so it takes their permission. That's true, but uh, I mean, if I'm one of them, I'm on a an expiring deal. I uh, I have I'm on a team that is uh, two and six. I think I'm 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 feeling Thanks, pretty Dorsch, good about that for the super chat. We appreciate that. I, <laughs> Robert, we just watched two horrible games. Robert, they've all three been close, but ah, frustrating. They're two horrible teams, he said. Yeah. How many fouls on Ingram? I don't know how many, many fouls he had. I think he had at least two holdings, and uh, I don't know if he had. Well, I know Leo had fouls. two. Oh yeah, and Darisol had a false start. It was all around a sloppy game by the offensive line. It was, in my opinion, by far the worst game of this offensive line so far because uh, I don't think they played. Badly in the first two games, but today it was just sloppy. It was it was bad. It was uh, it it was it was frustrating against against a team that has pretty bad defense. Yes, you have Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, but otherwise this defense is garbage. And 
yeah, the Vikings didn't capitalize on that. Mm -hmm. My wordless opinion, we always skull. I don't care if they're winning or losing. We always skull. When I see a Vikings fan out in public, I yell skull. And I do see them down here in Texas. So, whether they're winning or losing, it's our team. Now, quickly go through some of the stats. Kirk Cousins was 32 for 50 with three touchdown passes, one interception. Alexander Madison had 20 carries for 93 yards and a 4.7 yards per carry. That's not bad. Uh, improved. Ty Chandler was 3 for 27 with a 9-yard average per carry. Kirk was 1 for 10. J.J. was 7 receptions for 149 yards. He's still on track for the 3,000-yard season. He had a 21.3-yard average per catch. T.J. Hawkinson came in. Second with eight receptions at 78 yards and a 9.8 yards per catch. Jordan Addison had six for 52, 8.7. K.J. Osborne, one for 36. And Alexander Madison had another five catches for 32 yards. So combined yards, Alexander Madison had over 100 yards. On the ground, the team had a total of 130 yards, which is an improvement. But... For the mistakes. The defense, Caleb Evans led with all the 11 tackles. Brian Murphy came in second with 10. Jordan Hicks, 6. Bynum, 6. I thought Bynum had a good game. Makai Blackman was in there with 5. And Josh Metellus with 5. Everybody else had less. The only sack was Daniil Hunter again because we don't have anybody on the other side. But that is what it is. We'll bring Justin back in. There's the man. (laughs) We can see you full face now. Yes, Dalton Kirk threw that ball away at the end. He was under pressure and didn't see anybody open, so he threw it out of bounds. I'll say this about the end of the first half and the end of the game. At the end of the first half, you take a snap with 25 seconds left. You get it to Hawkinson, who couldn't get out of bounds. That's okay. That's understandable. Everybody was back at the line of scrimmage with 13 seconds left. You had enough time to spike the ball because you were only going to get one more playoff anyway, so the losing of the down didn't matter. You spike the ball there, and you allow the 25 to 40 seconds that you get between plays to huddle up, let your receivers try and catch their breath. But that's no, let's let let's just go. You guys do this, you guys do that. Yeah. You have no opportunity to set up your pass protection or to figure out how you're going to run the Hail Mary play. On that last play of the game, same thing. You get a first down to Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. You still have over 30 around 30 seconds. I don't remember the exact number. Once again, spike the ball and collect yourselves. Mm-hmm. But again, this team is so disorganized. It is organized chaos. Mm-hmm. It's Darren. Exactly. There you go, Darren. Absolutely. I mean, there were so many things about this game that were was a pig-like performance. Again, this team is so undisciplined, unorganized, and underprepared at times. 
I don't want to hear about how, well, the defense, the defense gave up 28 points. What was a reasonable expectation to expect the defense to give up less than 24 or to expect the offense to score more than 28? I dare say that it was more within your rights to expect more from the offense. I'm not saying the defense gets off the hook here. Again, a a fluky play off the hands and helmet of a Caleb Evans for the Chargers final touchdown. But again, this offense disappears. Mm -hmm. Okay, they came out of the half down 14 to 10 and they didn't go three and out they got one first down and then went three and out so hey we're improving we're improving we didn't go three and out uh again (laughs) that second to last drive where you ultimately um failed to get the conversion on that third down play where you sprinted right and you had osborne and jj you had addison coming in motion addison was so wide open that Kirk could have thrown him the ball and he literally could have walked in. The only guy that was within 10 yards of him was a linebacker. And I get it. The play is designed to sprint to the right and you're looking for some picks between Addison and Jefferson. And if Hawkinson comes free open late, that's fine. You're cutting half the field. Kirk Cousins, you are not a rookie quarterback where you are being handheld to cut off half of your reads on half the field. You are an 11, 12-year veteran. Yes, the play was over there, but you saw there was nothing. How about you quickly look, just just check to see if maybe <laughs> they completely forgot about Addison, which they did. So uh, I don't understand. I mean, I get it. That was a gutsy call to go for it on uh, fourth down by the Chargers. The Vikings defense, you know, everybody want to criticize the defense about how terrible they looked. And you're right, they don't look good. But we knew that going into it. And if you didn't know it, I don't know what you were watching for the last four years, to be honest with you. Um, but the defense got you a stop, just like it did in that Colts game. Mm-hmm. The Colts had the same opportunity. And this time, I, they didn't get it. I want to thank uh, Norfius for his second Super Chat of the day. Shout out, Appreci- I appreciate that so very, very much. Um, people are calling KOC needs some help. Mm, could be. Freddie's still calling for uh, 14 and 3 right now for a record. <laughs> Way to go, Freddie. I hope so. Uh, <clears throat> Steven asks a good question. Why did they only give Chandler three yards when he was seemed to be doing well? Uh-oh. Oh, Darren with another remark. I don't. Yeah. Darren, Darren and I were talking during the game about this. Why did they go for a 30 yard on a when they only needed short yardage to gain the first? And they take time and then Kirk gets sacked or whatever. It just it makes no sense. <laughs> Norsevius, he don't ever have time. I Who? I would assume Kirk. He had some Kirk time had on plenty plays. Of time he had, today. I appreciate you. Love you, Norsevius. But there were plenty of times where Kirk got himself sacked. There were plenty of times where the offensive line held up. And with that being said, if we're going to go down that road, then at this point, we should just come out and say, the offensive line has to be perfect. Otherwise, Kirk can't do his job. On occasion, your offensive line is not going to be perfect. And if we're going to go that route, then when the offensive line is perfect, then you have to hold Kirk to a higher standard. 
and obviously neither one of those things are ever going to be true. But my point is, is that th- that um, <clears throat> the touchdown to Hawkinson and the touchdown to Jefferson brilliantly blocked, and Kirk had all kinds of time, and he executed. There were other times where Kirk had time. I'm not saying that the offensive line was perfect. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that Kirk had clean pockets left and right, but there were plenty of clean pockets that he had that he didn't take advantage of. And again, I don't expect him to take advantage of every single clean pocket, but to say that he never had time, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. And part of his decision when he got sacked by the guy that came around O'Neal in the second half, Ingram and Schlotman had their guys off to the inside. As soon as he was coming around O'Neal, all he had to do is step up in that open area, and he'd had plenty of room to throw. But he went left and went with, away from the rusher, and the rusher caught up to him. Either way, this team just can't get out of its own way. But there was a few times, Norsevius, where he didn't have a whole lot of time. I agree there. Freddie says we score on the goal line if CJ Ham does his job. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Could be. Could be. Yeah, if CJ Ham did his job and we score on that play, then it's on the defense. And either the defense gets a stop or they don't. Or they give up a field goal and maybe we're still playing. But nevertheless, the last time the defense was on the field, they got a stop. And I'm not counting the kneel down. I'm counting about the fourth down. I'm talking about the fourth down play. The the last time they were actually in a meaningful play on the field, they they got a stop. And they got stops early in the game. Yes, the Chargers got yards up and down the field. But um, realistically, 28 points? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Realistically, 28 points? I'm not saying that's a great performance, but it's not a horrible performance either. If they lost this game, say, 42 to 38, then, yeah, you, you talk about the defense all you want. 28 was a reasonable expectation. It was still and too high. Say what? It's still too high. It's too you, high, You yeah. want our offense scoring at least 30 points a game. They have yet to do that. Mm-hmm. And the defense has been meh so far, which is better than terrible. But it's 28 points too much. Keep it, you know, low 20s, please. That's true. But the thing is, and uh, Justin said the right thing, it's about reasonable expectations. When you look at the personnel we have on defense, the reasonable expectation against very good offense, and the Chargers are, have a good offense with a very, very borderline elite quarterback. It it is that way you it, it and uh the reasonable expectations for that is mid to high 20s it there was just uh no way this was going below that uh, other than uh 
Justin Herbert having some kind of meltdown game or something. Mm -hmm. And on the other side, the Chargers have one of the worst defenses in, in the league. So if you put as much as many resources into the offense as the Vikings have, they have a highly paid QB, they have two first round wide receivers, they have offensive tackles who uh, have been drafted uh, in high rounds and uh, have uh, and at least one of them is paid very handsomely and at some point you have to get it done against a defense like that and in a game like that if you play against very good offense and a very very bad defense at some point your offense has to win this game and they didn't and they had multiple uh, opportunities to do so and they just didn't yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even thought about the fact that they were going up against the team that was dead last in defensive yardage and dead last in passing yards coming into the week. I didn't even think of it that way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and again, uh, I know some will hear what I have said today and say that I'm throwing it all on the quarterback. No, I'm throwing a ton of it on the coach too. And I've been throwing shade at the coach all season long. He just looks overmatched. I don't know if you need if, if he needs to secede the play calling to Wes Phillips because maybe the play calling duties and the head coaching responsibilities are too much. And there's no shame in that, but something's got to change. And at the end of the day, you know, even if you come out and beat Carolina next week, you know, you're not beating Kansas city. So at best, you're going to be one and four after five games. Now, yeah, you can beat Chicago and get to two and four, but good luck. You're going to not be in San Francisco either. Um, it's just frustrating because this team has the talent and this team had plenty of opportunities. And again, it's about execution and it's Mm -hmm. about discipline and they're not executing and they're and it's, they've got no discipline whatsoever at the moment. What's up, Tyler? Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I am there. Over over and under was 54 and 52 were scored. Yep. I am not only am I sick, I'm sick of this bullshit that we had to watch. Yep. And it's, it's truly amazing. It, there's a, if you listen to the show on Tuesday night at the special time where we had Alex Katzman from chargers wire, we talked about the chargers like to charger. Or they just find the dumbest ways to lose games. The Vikings found a way to charger against the chargers. It's truly incredible. Uh, <laughs> continue to kill this team and it's not the ones that actually happened it's also about the two that didn't that easily could have the two Madison fumbles one was called uh, uh, one when he was called down the other one his progress was stopped so <sighs> this team can just figure out I had no problem with the play call after the time management botch, I thought the play call was great. They've run that little choice route with Hawkinson multiple times and it's been successful and great play call execution. Didn't happen. Tip drill Vikings lose on the quarterbacks that like we're on three. I'm not saying you tank the season. I'm saying you, unless something happens, where we rattle off five in a row. This team isn't going to make the playoffs. And it's not even me being a doomer. It's just like you look at the data. You don't make the playoffs starting 0-3. And 
I my focus is is moving on towards the draft and kind of seeing what you're going to get from young guys this year. The stats will tell you Kirk had a really good game. He was hesitant. He was double clutching. He had those extra hitches, which cost him incompletions. His ball placement was off, but I will give him credit. When it came down to it, he had them in position to win. It's just frustrating because it they should have resulted in win. But I'm blaming Kirk for that clock management. As a veteran quarterback in the league for more than a decade, you need to know that you got to clock it or you already have that second play called and you're on the line and have it snapped in eight to 10 seconds. That was inexcusable. Any quarterback of his stature in that position, it's utterly inexcusable for that to happen. You can say, oh, they were trying to bleed the clock. Like, what are we doing bleeding the clock by 20 seconds? Therefore, like my wife even pointed out, they snapped that ball with like, what, 13 seconds left? Right there, you've just eliminated at least one play, possibly two from you being able to score and get in the end zone. So give yourselves at least 20 seconds, five seconds of play, or even six, because in the last play, there's two seconds left in the clock, and you have all the time in the world as because it's just the last play of the game no matter what. It's just so frustrating that the veteran leadership on this team did not step up when they needed to. And fumbles and turnovers like that somebody put in the chat um, that like no discipline. Sorry, I got a cough drop in my mouth because I'm sick. No discipline on this team. Where is it? It's it's just so frustrating because this could easily be a three and team and it's not. And it's their own fault. It's not. All right, I feel better. No, I said the same thing. At the end of the first half, if you had done better clock management, you would have had a better opportunity to throw a Hail Mary. Okay, you can let that one go. It's still a wasted opportunity, but it's an opportunity for a 2% play at best, maybe 5%. At the end of the game, with the game on the line, by the way, those extra 10 to 12 seconds, what if you take a sack on second down? You know what? Those extra six seconds when you're picking yourself off the ground and the receivers are running back uh, to try to get to the line of scrimmage. I mean, there's a plethora of things. You don't bleed clock. You don't bleed clock there. You bleed clock if there's like a minute 30 left and you're going up against Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or something. But having said that, it, it is frustrating. It, it's funny. Every tip drill went the way of the Chargers. The tip drill off of Caleb Evans went their way. The tip drill towards Jordan Addison went their way. The tip drill at the end to Hawkinson went their way. Um, Cue every Vikings content creator having the Spider-Man meme porting at each other about, you say, the Vikings charger. No, the Vikings vikinged. (laughs) You know, they're every bit as capable of Viking as the chargers are charging. But it's just frustrating because they've had every single game right in their grasp. And to your point about, yeah, they're playing in a garbage division, and yeah, both Green Bay and Detroit won, and they're going to face each other on Thursday, so one of them's going to theoretically lose. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're not out of this division yet, but so what if you did get to 9-8 and eight and got into the playoffs? You're just going to lose in the first round again, the way this team's going. Five games in a row? Where, where on this schedule do you, <laughs> can we look at five games and say, yeah, we can win those five games in a row? Uh, I, I don't know what else to say. Well, there's actually a part where it might happen, like after week eight. But I think at that point, they are two and six, and they might very well be that, uh, be two and six at that point. And uh, if they are, I think we're going to see some trades there. Mm-hmm. Steven, yes, it was a team loss across the board. There's Absolutely. no one 
one person to point a finger at. It was spread out. Um, but I, I just want Steve to understand, like, we're going to point out individual duds. We're going to point out, like, this guy screwed up at this point, and it is a team loss. They shouldn't have had X, Y, Z, and Q all happen to them because they allowed it to. And at the end of the game, you need your veterans. You need to be able to trust them to stand up. And that's why Kirk Cousins, I was giving so much blame for that final drive, even though he put them in position to be there. You have to as a veteran quarterback. And if this was even Justin Herbert, I'd be ripping on him the exact same. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, any established veteran quarterback needs to have that kind of know-how and that kind of understanding of what the situation is and what's going on. And he straight up blew it. Absolutely. You got the ball in the 25 yard line with over a minute and a half to go. Kevin O'Connell should have been in his ear yelling at him to spike it. And if he wasn't, then that's on O'Connell too. Steven, uh, I'm sure you You are a fantastic individual. (laughs) I'm sure you're a fantastic individual and I greatly appreciate you coming on here. I'm not talking about Kirk Cousins stats to explain his performance today. It, it does not do it justice. It does not contextualize anything. And just because he threw through for 364 yards and three touchdowns does not mean he played really well today. He played fine, but he had some real stinkers in there that could have immediately helped this team be better and be in a better position to win at the end and not have to rely on a fourth and one stop. So I, like, stats don't matter here. I tweeted about uh, during the game, and I think... The point really stands right now, and the last drive was once again a perfect perfect example for that. We today saw back to back and on the screen uh the difference between an elite or at least borderline elite QB and one who is good but not elite. And uh that's one of the reasons why we can't get out of this Kirk Cousins discourse. It just he just is good enough to have people rally behind him, but he isn't good. He just misses that last step. He just doesn't have it. And at some point, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. He is who he is, and uh, he's known who he is for a long time. And today, uh, we saw the difference between uh, because Justin Herbert uh, also had some muddy pockets. He also he faced the blitz a ton of times. But uh, yeah, he he got out of that. He uh, got the charges in every position they needed to be, and uh, he executed in the moments where he had to. And uh, that's what Cousins just doesn't get doesn't always uh, get and he he just didn't do it today again and uh, yeah it's just that tiny difference I'll say this two things as Tyler always says and as Judd always says and Phil both things can be true simultaneously we're not saying that this loss is entirely on Kirk that's not what I don't think anybody on this panel is saying. What we're saying is that of everybody out there that contributed to the loss, he had the most opportunities to do one or two things different that would have made the difference. But here's what I'm going to say about Kirk. He's not the problem. 
and he simultaneously also isn't the solution. And both things can be true at the same time. We have seen it now for five plus years. We can talk about the roster construction. We can talk about the bad drafts. We can talk about the terrible cap spending or spending the cap dollars in the wrong places on running backs and linebackers at the end of the Zim era, etc. It just is what it is. There were times where Kirk looked brilliant, and there were times where he looked borderline brutal. And that's the full roller coaster of the Kirk Cousins experience. I'm not going to say that Adrian Peterson's fumble in the uh, Seattle playoff game was the reason that they lost the game. But if that fumble does, that one thing could have changed it. You know, Blair Walsh missing the field goal, that one thing could have changed it. That doesn't mean that there weren't multiple things that went wrong and contributed to it. And that's the same thing here today. At the end of it, I put the most blame on Kevin O'Connell because he is the head coach and the buck stops here with a head coach. We talked, we've all said it, undisciplined, unprepared, unorganized. I mean, this is Pop Warner level organization of Keystone Cops at times. It's like, how does this same team look so disorganized at times and then can have some brutal, excuse me, some brilliant down the field touchdowns to KJ Osborne and Justin Jefferson. How is that the same team? It drives me crazy, but yeah, the the play calling at times is predictable on the goal line. Alexander Madison, all due respect. Yeah. You got lucky that some of those fumbles, as Tyler said, didn't ultimately end up being turnovers otherwise. But again, this team and turnovers right now is, is just abysmal. It's abysmal. I've said before, Stats don't win you games. Efficient play, good play calling, good game design, good scheme, good execution by the players wins you games. Not stats. Stats never have. The only stat that matters is the W, whether you got it or not. And people say, well, Dave, that's too simplified. Well, not really. When you look back at it in history, can you tell me the stats that even Brett Favre threw? No. All we care about is that he won, and he got us to the NFC Championship, right? Same for 2017. Can you tell me what Case Keenum did? Nope. We care the fact that they won. How did they win? They were efficient enough and game-planned well enough, and we're lucky enough, if you want to talk about turnovers and balls, weird-shaped ball bouncing the right way, that they won. It's not about the stats. It's about winning. And if you can win, that usually takes good coaching, usually very good coaching, good game planning, and good execution. We're not seeing consistent good execution. We're seeing it a little bit here, a little bit there, and then they'll screw up. And that's why it's a team deal. It's because we're seeing it on both sides of the ball. I will say this about stats. Justin Jefferson was one yard away from being the first receiver ever to start uh, a season with three 150 yard games. He has in his first three games, 27 catches for 408 yards and a touchdown. Sorry, 458 yards. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's that's stupid. Uh, it's stupid. It's so good. It's great. it's great. And he's still on track for a 2000 yard season. And he's building up his pad. Because I figured it out at what the beginning of the season he had to do like 138 per game, so he's yeah. building himself a little cushion, which is good. Thank you again, Norsevius, for that five dollars super chat. 
he's 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 gonna have uh at least one game with like 30 receiving yards every great one has them it, it just happens like even adrian peterson's uh nut season in 2012 he had a couple games where they were just duds it happens mm-hmm. to everybody and then you have the superlative ones that kind of ease yourself out of it so uh yeah this team we're, we're gonna have a lot this week i'm Speaking of this week, Tyler, what's on plan for tomorrow night? I'm going to yell about this team. I'm going to yell about it. I'm going (laughs) to yell about it some more. And we're going to have some good conversations about what in the world is going on. And um, we did we did just drop in the um, on the YouTube uh, last week memberships where if you end up doing a $15 uh, a month membership, you get at least one stream a month where you can just join us and talk football. And you know what? I may even open it up for those people on Monday just so they can yell at me with their angry thoughts about the Vikings. And then we can have a nice little therapy session. So you want to yell about the Vikings with us? Go ahead and subscribe to that $15 tier. It's just an easy way to help support us. And you get a lot, a lot of fun. I'm, I'm sick. And I have to deal with all this crap. And now I have to write about it for the next, I don't know, like six hours. So this is going to be <laughs> a torturous um, night. It, yeah, I'm just annoyed. <laughs> you and everybody else. Gary asked for one good thing. Gary, Greg Joseph didn't miss a kick. <laughs> Look, Jordan Addison looked really good. Um, yeah. He's got a ways to go with a lot of nuance and what I mean by that is like some of the things they talked about, like that Justin Jefferson touchdown where they talked about on that crosser, he did that, that stair step and then cut it back all the way over that those little details separate rookies from pro like seasoned veterans. And Addison doesn't have those little subtle things yet. He'll get there. I and pointed out really right now, but he needs, yeah, he still needs time to be able to learn those things and figure it out. And he's lucky enough to have Justin Jefferson on the other side to help him with those. So I I think seeing his growth and development over the course of the next few weeks is great. I mean, Addison had himself a decent game, six for 52. Uh, He's consistently, uh, he did that on eight targets too. Like he's consistently getting opportunities and that's going to continue to help his development. My, I will leave with this because I have to go work. I thought Ty Chandler looked really good in the running game today. He only got three carries, but 27 yards. Like mm-hmm. He was popping, and the Vikings ran for 130 yards today, so that's that's nice. Um, mm-hmm. And Madison had over 100 yards all-purpose, combining yeah. his rushing and receiving. Now, you talked about Addison. I pointed out to Darren, there was one of his incompletions was a hitch on the sideline where he – turned around, sat there, and waited for the ball, and the defender came over and knocked it out. One of the things he's going to learn is on those type of routes, when the ball's in the air, he needs to come to the ball. And if he would have come to the ball, the defender wouldn't have gotten there, and he could have caught the ball. Yes, he would have caught it like two yards shorter or three yards shorter, but it would have been a reception. And those are things he's going to pick up on and learn. So... Roscoe, we talked about that a little bit earlier. We talked about that. So, Justin, what have you got going this week? 
Tonight at 8 o'clock, <laughs> my compatriot rap from Purple Pocket Podcast and I will go live again to do another post-game show. I will be on tomorrow at 8 o'clock Central, probably actually closer to 8.15, around halftime of the Monday Night Football game for Skull for Days, and then Tuesday night at 6.30, under the lights, all on Purple and Gold for Days. So if you don't already subscribe to me, hit me up, because we got a lot to talk about. Wait, um, halftime of 2019, we got two tomorrow. Uh, around halftime of the second. Uh, well, I'm just going to say around 8.15. That's a good point. Ish. <laughs> 8, 8.15-ish, depending on uh, <laughs> depending on how I'm feeling, depending on, uh, you know, if I've had enough time to digest this mess. But but Jonas, anyway, tonight at 8 p.m. and tomorrow night, 8 p.m.-ish, give or take. Jonas, you doing any, broad, uh, any podcasts this week over in Germany? Yeah, probably at least one or two. I don't know if I'll be on the review, but uh, I'll probably be on the preview for next game, uh, which should be a winnable game, but the Vikings will find the ways. I don't know. When was time, yeah. When was the last time Andy Dalton heard us? Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Dave, what are you drinking today? <laughs> Monster. Oh, hey, but have you got the yellow rehab can, the the straight Arnold Palmer? I have not tried that. This is the the just the peach tea rehab. Which you got to do the, the Arnie. It's my favorite, and it's doesn't even feel like an energy drink. Well, it does when you're done with it, but not when you're drinking it. No, okay, really. and uh, by the way, I did the math wrong on uh, not drinking time. I'm out of medicine after tomorrow, so that means uh, I'm good to go after that. Oh, well, there goes my fun. <laughs> so it means Wednesday on a real Forno show, I'll be able to drink and have a Texas whiskey next to me. We'll be yes. drinking. We'll be <laughs> drinking. Hey, everybody. I want to thank everybody that's come up and watched with us today. A little bit of venting as we do some uh, quasi soul searching on trying to decipher where your Minnesota Vikings are going from here. And how this may not be our favorite season of the Vikings history. All coming up. Everybody's got shows this week. Want to thank you again. What do we say, gentlemen? Skull Vikings. (laughs) Come on. Skull to the next episode. I don't care if we're winning or losing. It's always Skull Vikings. Thanks for watching. Please like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And share this episode with your friends and even your enemies. We'd love it. Thanks for watching Vikings First and Skull. We are part of the Fans First Sports Network, and we appreciate each and every one of you. Skull. This has been a Vikings First and Skull and Fans First Sports Network production.